welcome everyone to the inaugural, the installational, the uh, the launching of the Mobile Home Park Exchange. I'm your host, Frank Rizzo. Sitting next to me is my co-host, my partner, Eric Busitel. Uh, we are running and, and we are launching the Mobile Home Park Exchange because we've been owner, operators, investors in the space. I mean, I've been involved for probably the better part of 12 years. Um, Eric and I have been partners for probably about eight years now. Um, and we deal um, exclusively in the manufactured housing space. And we've come across multiple people, whether they're people looking to get involved in the space or owners in the space, and they have questions. Um, and and hopefully we have some answers. And, and in having these conversations with you, maybe they flush out some some questions and answers for ourselves. So we're looking at the, the MHP exchange as uh, as what we're calling it, an exchange of ideas, an exchange of information, and hopefully we can all get a little bit better by sharing that information together. So uh, I want to introduce my co-host, Eric Busitel. Thank you very much, Frank. Uh, that was uh, very well put together. Um, for many of you that don't know this about me, I have zero social media, and you've probably haven't seen me out there anywhere. Maybe on my wife's page, but other than that, you haven't found me anywhere. So this is a kind of a big deal for me to, you know, come out and, and you know, get involved here. Um, the Mobile Home Park Exchange, uh, we thought it was a good idea because um, when we started in this business, there was nowhere to go for information. Uh, we, I don't want to say we had a very tough time, uh, but things that we thought we knew, we did not know. Um, we did what most people would do if they got involved in purchasing a mobile home park um, who thought they were experienced in real estate and they were able to, you know, have all the answers here. Uh, we had no answers. Uh, so we learned a lot along the way and we wanted to share a lot of that with you. Uh, my background uh, has been mortgages and real estate for, you know, 22 years now. Um, I really like the uh, manufactured housing community uh, space. Uh, we've been doing very well with it. We've, um, you know, purchased and sold uh, 17 communities now, Frank? A actually, uh, Eric, we've we've owned and operated over 18 communities. So many communities and, that I don't even know how and, many do. And, and, and uh, really over... 1600 uh lots at this point um that, that we've been involved with so it's i think that you know that's given us a vantage point of seeing you know from value add and 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 park-owned homes from wells and septics paved roads dirt roads basically seen it all at this point uh and, and we're still learning right and 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 we're still learning but but one thing and, and you said something so key because you know i've i've been in Real estate now, and, and you, you think about how much time, right? my first experience in real estate being in the 90s, um, you know, I'm in, I'm in the business over 25 years. Um, you start to realize when you get into the manufactured housing space, what kind of makes it different from other um, specialties in real estate, it becomes all encompassing because there's so many different verticals right? That you have to be knowledgeable about. Good word, good word. Um, and there's so many different um, intricacies in the space that I think when you're, you could be a savvy real estate investor in your own right. You could. And, and, and there's a lot of different models that operators run, right? Uh, there's no one exact recipe for a 
operator. There's multiple. There's multiple. Uh, multiple models. Yes. Yes. And 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 what's what's happened is you know you we, we've we've kind of had our own model we, which we came into into the space with. We've uh, I think we've perfected that um, or have gotten that better over time, where we could smooth out the you know whether it's the onboarding process or the stabilization process. Um, and to get the communities to to where we feel like they're operating at at, at max efficiency. Um, Frank, why don't you tell us a story? Um, I think it'd be interesting for people to hear about. You know, um, you know, Frank brought me uh, to this space, but what brought you to this space? Great story. Um, how we got there, and that's that's uh, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. So, you know, I. In property, I'm a, I'm a, a real estate broker, property manager, uh, and I've represented families uh, and and investors throughout the New York uh, the New York area. Originally, that's how I started my career, and I was representing one family, um, and and really the quintessential American success story. Um, the father was uh, an immigrant, came to this country, you know, with a hundred dollars. But he was an entrepreneur. He owned businesses, and what he did from in, from the seventies and eighties, when his business was successful, not having a retirement plan or knowing no other no other thing to do, was he bought investment property, he bought multifamily buildings. He owned a four family, he owned a couple of eight unit buildings. He he owned a twenty unit building um, in New York City. So for years, everything was great. It provided for him, you know, additional cash flow. And around 2007, 2008, when we had the, 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 the great recession, you know, he fell onto some hard times. His tenants fell onto hard times. And, you know, at, and, and when I tell you great people, I mean, he was really salt of the earth. And he was like your grandfather. And unfortunately, you know, when you fall on a hard time, you don't necessarily feel that you have to pay your grandfather back. So he's running his buildings at almost 100% occupancy, but with a 45% credit loss. So uh, I got involved. He was facing foreclosure on a couple of different uh, properties. So I got involved. We worked, we worked out a plan to, to limit some of his debt exposure, sell some non-performing properties, get the performance up on others. And by the time we got to the, 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 really the last big building that, you know, the last building is 20 unit, uh, apartment complex. Um, he had to do a 1031 and they really needed that money to, you know, sustain the family. That was their income stream or their main income stream. And the family by this time had already relocated down South. Um, this has been a multi-year process. Um, we have the building, um, in contract and the family said to me, listen, you've done such a, a great job. We'd like for you to represent us or and find something for us to invest in closer to, to where we're located. Um, so I go through the gamut, you know, making some calls, doing my research, trying to find, uh, you know, an asset that, uh, that, that would work, right. That would, that would match or beat the income that he was, that he was going to be exchanging, and the, the asset class that kept coming back up, right, the, the properties that kept coming back up as the highest yielding, the, 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 the best performing assets were these mobile home parks. Um, and I knew nothing about mobile home parks at that time other than what I thought I knew or, you know, connotations that I might have um, out there. Where, where was this property, Frank? Uh, so we were in uh, southeast Georgia that we were, we were looking at the property that the, the family did with most people do up North. They, 
you know, retired down south because... And, and you represented them from a distance or you were on the ground? Uh, so, so what I was doing was doing my initial um, research here, um, you know, and obviously finding some different properties that we would go down and then I would fly down and do some inspections. And they were counting on a report for me to say, hey, we were looking at these different properties and this is what I think would be best for you. I was acting more in a consultant role than anything else for the family. And, and, and when I, when I found this mobile home park down in Southeast Georgia and I said, you know, here's the situation, it's a distressed owner. Um, you know, it matches up for the exchange. Here's the opportunity, you know, here's a game plan for you to move forward. Um, the father and even the, 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 you know, it took a while to convince the, the, the kids who have become friends of mine, the great, um, and they were like, well, if you can, you know, convince my father to do it, then we'll do it. So after presenting everything to the, to the father and, and sitting down with them at the table saying, look, this is why I think you should get involved in this space. He said, I'll, I'll only do it if you stay on and manage it. Family liked you, friend. F family liked me. Family liked me. Um, so I, I it, it, and like I said, they were great people. Um, but we, we got involved. I stayed involved. I knew nothing about managing a mobile home park. Uh, at that point, and I was managing it from a distance, and it, and, and that was that was what a two or three years before we we purchased our, uh, our that was that was longer. Uh, I think that was probably uh, around 2010, 2011. Okay. Um, we were involved in that. I was involved with that for you know th probably about three years. Um, the first year we saw our gross operating income up over 50%. Uh, we saw net operating income improve over 60%. Um, you know, we created some efficiencies in there. We put up, we put a program where they would, you know, put the homes on a rent to own model. Um, and what I found was that this is, this was a business that if done well and with a ground team there that, and, and a system in place that you could, operate without necessarily being there on site. Um, and that sounded great, you know, and that was something that, to take a look at. And then, um, you know, obviously as an investor locally and, and, and having invested in real estate for a number of years, um, I thought it was something that maybe we should take a look at or I should take a look at and, and, and get involved for, for myself. And then all of a sudden here, um, Sandy happened, right? And, and Sandy, uh, you know, Hurricane Sandy, did something very unique in Staten Island real estate. It, it, uh, it, cause we're based in Staten Island. It took about 25% in the middle of the recession where, where the market was horrendous, took about 25% of the available inventory off the market. So that limiting the supply actually helped the market along, right? It helped, it helped rental market, right? It, it helped, it helped the sale market. So, you know, you end up taking the low hanging fruit, so for the next couple of years, you kind of diverted and said, all right, let's, let's, let's start focusing on what's happening here. Um, and then, you know, you and I met just a, a few years after that. I was working in the city doing mortgages. Um, and um, I was doing basically refinances. And I wanted to get into the purchased uh, market, you know, uh, handle more purchases. Uh, and my clients was, um, you know, realtors and, and obviously consumers. And, um, you know, I started getting out there, meeting realtors, going to mixers, get, going to events. And somehow, some way, I ended up in a uh, back office of, I think, a Perkins, 
uh, with a projector screen. Um, and well, to be know. fair, he actually sent people to my office to recruit my office to listen to his marketing pitch, right? But but his office with the, with the offer of free breakfast from Perkins. Right. So I got this giant Perkins room, thinking that I was huge gonna have a whole office there, and In, uh, sure enough, I got there and it was. Or Frank Rizzo, <laughs> I had I had and, and one guy <laughs> and um, another <laughs> and I and I had uh, I had double the amount of people there to to yeah. uh, talk with him and his team, but uh, we clicked and you know we started doing some business, just referring people back to each other. We were we were both I don't want to say new in the business, but we were both starting out on our own, uh, and and we started you know we started doing some transactions and you know referrals here or there, and we knew a lot of the same people mm. and uh, you know. Uh, the Staten Island marketplace is a very, uh, you know, close marketplace. And uh, we started, you know, buying and selling, you know, one or two families, renovating them, flips. You're right. We started doing that. But before doing that, I think we actually we actually bought our, our you know, I think both of our leases did, were up did, and we bought our office building together. Did we buy the, we did the hotel first or the building first? We did the building first. Before anything. Before anything. So the first thing I bought with you was the office building. Correct. Right. So, so we, we, we purchased our office building together and then we, um, you know, we started, you know, doing different deals. Like I said, one and two families locally. Lease option. We didn't uh, even purchase it. We, 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 we took a shell of a building in a great spot, right? right? And we, we struck a deal at that time, which we thought was, which, which, you, which you get, was thought to be above market, right? But we had that lease option in there. We did the work and by the time we were done, it was a. Uh, it turned out to be a, a home right. run of a deal in terms of how we structured it. Right, and then um, and then our second deal was a hotel in uh, Pennsylvania. Not a, that wasn't a second deal. Actually. Yeah, that was our first big deal, bigger deal, outside of Staten Island than the office building. Right. Yes, and uh, but you know, but before that, we would meet every week right. to go over deals. Right. Right. That, Re- regularly, we were looking to get involved in something bigger and something scalable. Um, and you know, Frank came to me and he's like, Hey, how would you like to buy a mobile home park? And that's how it started. And it was in, uh, it was in Jacksonville, Alabama. It was our first property, uh, 31 units, um, you know, couple acre property close to a college town. Um, it was, uh, it was looking back at it now, it was, it was the ideal starter property to in this space. Um, I don't want to say we went about it all wrong, but we learned a lot from that property, hiring a third-party management company to help us from a distance. And what we learned was that you really needed to be involved yourself in order to be successful uh, in, the, in the manufactured housing community space. The brokers uh, or the management company that we dealt with, they actually fired us because, um, I mean, their, their performance was terrible. Well, and, and we, they, were, we were on them so much right we had i we had expectations and knowing what we know about the business ourselves we expected a certain level of performance and tracking and data and results and when we would ask those questions and have those meetings on a regular basis um i think it became too much because our expectations our goals and our measurables were different than theirs Right. Um, and I think that that was a big, big key in that. Right. And meanwhile, we the, the funny thing is we did that. We, we hired the third party manager, having known that that we'd managed that I managed the community by myself before. 
but we got a, we almost got more cautious, right? When we did, we said, well, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe what I did before was too easy. Maybe that was a unique situation. Maybe we've got to hire somebody locally who knows the market better, who, who might have a better grasp on it. Maybe. And the one thing I'll tell you about, about that is that as much research and homework as you do going into a property like that, um, you're, you're never fully ready because as soon as you own it, things pop up that you didn't even think of. Right. And, um, and we didn't have anyone really to call or talk to or ask questions about, um, we uh, we we learned uh, a lot from that property. We did well with that property. But 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 we 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 yes. But what we did do, we developed some relationships with that other owners in town. Like one of the right truck who right. right? So one of the things we found in this community, right in in the in the manufactured housing community in the mobile home park community, we found that when you 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 talk to other community owners, right? You know. Once they know what your your intentions are, you know they were willing to share some ideas and give you some yeah. some insight. But, but no one gave us the secret sauce, right? I mean, were they able to ask, answer some questions here or there in the beginning? There was no one well divulging the secret I, sauce. I would say not to you. Well, I would I would say I would say where we the 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 mistake, right? Not only say the mistake, but the 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 you know there's brokers in the space. Right, and you think that they're, you know, sometimes they have pur- the the purveyors of knowledge. And I'm a real estate broker, right? So I'm going to say that forth. I'm, I'm I'm a real. So sometimes you think that they know more than what they do, but until you're the, in the operational nitty gritty, if they're not doing that, if they don't necessarily own, if they don't operate, they're missing out on a lot of those pieces of the puzzle that you're going to need to know when you're down in there, right? And and what we did, right now. So here we have that community. We had certain expectations, right? And we knew going in, we were going to have to kind of re-transition out of some of those residents, um, which was part of the process. But we weren't getting traction in getting new people in. And uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, and this is the turning point, right? So the turning point was, and how many months did we have that uh, property management company? Before we so so took we, we, on we hired them in July. In January, uh, they sent me a letter saying because we had a contract with them, we they sent us sent us a letter in January saying that they no longer wish to uh, represent us. We went down to probably about thirty percent occupancy uh, with this with this property management company. Um, you know, they were about, you know, 15 minutes down the road. We're thinking they're showing homes. Uh, what they were doing is basically having people come out there, grab a key from them, go over there. If they liked it, great. Uh, didn't they just moved on? Didn't they moved on? And what we did is, you know, one weekend we rolled up our sleeves. We got in the car. We posted on Facebook. We posted on Craigslist, all these, you know, websites that we were able to post looking for tenants. We drove down there. We answered calls on the way down there. Sixteen-hour car ride. Correct. And we scheduled appointments. Correct. And we actually left there that weekend. What about five new tenants? Did that almost every other weekend for the next three months to get that part to get that community at at seventy to eighty percent occupancy before we we kind of stopped going as aggressively as we were going. Right. Right. 
right? So, and 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 you know what the big key on all that was? Right? What what was the big key that that you got? What was the difference between you and I talking to somebody who who needed, you know, the most, you know, the 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 most basic of need. They needed a house, right? They were in the market. We were affordable. We were we were priced right. What was the biggest factor, determining factor between them choosing us or choosing somewhere else? Well, I think it was us. And I think, um, you know, when, when people uh, live in a manufactured housing community, um, they live in a community. And, and you know, they, um, they're not only concerned about the unit that they're living in. They're concerned around their surroundings. They're concerned about others living in the community, right? Um, and and you know, uh, we do a we spend a lot of time making sure that we are always enhancing our communities as much as we possibly can. Um, and you know, we made people feel comfortable. I mean that that was the uh, that was the big takeaway yeah. there uh, in in what we were trying to get accomplished there. Um, and you know, we had people buy in. That's a hundred percent what it was. It was, you know, we would tell people we're not local, but we're, we're hands on. Right. And they felt that attachment to the community through us. And then you saw traction start to begin. Um, you know, that you saw traction start to begin, but I want to thank everybody for, for listening to our inaugural, uh, episode, you know, the mobile home exchange, I mean, the, the key to this is exchanging information, bringing up topics that's, that's, that's important for mobile home park owners, for mobile home park, uh, you know, new entrants into the, that, that are looking to be community owners or, or be part of this, you know, great industry. So this is the exchange where you can ha- get that information. If you have questions, if you have comments, send us a, send us a comment in the box. Let us know what they are. Reach out and we'd love to answer that. Uh, again, I'm, I'm your host, Frank Rizzo. This is my co-host, Eric Busatel, And we look forward to next time where you can hear get more information from the Mobile Home Park Exchange. Yeah.